Hello, and welcome to another episode of In Another World, a pop culture podcast. I am your host, Zachary Landolt, and I am so thrilled and excited to welcome you to another edition of TV Tuesdays, where we are going through a rewatch of the NBC musical series, Smash. Yes, yes, that show. And today, I am joined by a friend of the pod, a actor, singer, dancer, podcaster. He has done many things. He is the perfect person to have on to talk about this show that is, of course, a gripping, realistic take on the Broadway scene. Uh, It's Nick Heibler. He was on season one. We talked about Disney princesses. And today we talk about aspiring Marilyn Monroe's. You know, it all works out. And we had a fabulous time talking about all of the Karen Cartwright of it all this week. Uh, just so a lot happens in this episode, I will say. It's very filled with commentary on the, you know, cattiness versus supportive nature of the dance core of a show. So it was nice to have an actual, you know, Broadway gypsy drop by to tell us their thoughts on how realistic this was or how realistic this wasn't. And so I'm very excited for you to hear our entire chat. We had a fun time, of course. But before I dive you into the episode, I just want to play a quick promo. When I was preparing for this season, I found all of these original promos that aired on NBC for Smash. And they're just like the perfect comedy of that era of television. Just, you know, next week on Smash. It's just so dramatic but also they have these um i guess they were really trying to be like look see critics have talked about our show and so there's this part where they say um watch the show that critics that are making critics say wow just wow it's <laughs> like would you always think like what's the full blurb there uh, like is it like yeah when it comes to the quality of acting on the show i was just thinking wow just wow dot 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 this is terrible, you know, like, I don't know. They also play a clip of Nick Jonas, who is a guest star on this episode, having a very sexually suggestive line of, do you want to see the bedrooms? And I would like to point out his character is supposed to be a teenager in the show. So it's like so wildly inappropriate, like you could never do that now. So yeah, I will be playing all of these promos for the rest of the season, because I just think they're so fun because the high drama so with that being said let's dive into the promo for episode four the cost of art and then we will go straight into the conversation with actor singer dancer podcaster extraordinaire nick eibler let's go get ready to have your socks knocked off by an all-new smash your hand was on her it's irresistibly dishy i kissed michael big kiss or little kiss you are thrilling nick jonas guest stars on the show that makes critics say wow just wow would you like to see the bedroom
Hello and welcome to another edition of TV Tuesdays, where we are currently going back on a rewatch of the NBC musical series, Smash. And here to help me recap episode four, The Cost of Art, is a former guest from season one. They are an actor, singer, dancer, and podcaster. It's Nick Eibler. Ooh, I'm so excited to talk (laughs) about Smash. I bet you are. (laughs) It was like... When I tell you I was so obsessed with this show, oh, yeah. more so the musical numbers. Um, but but Loki, like I like the, I loved the show, even as campy and like confusing as it was. Yeah. Um, especially because it was my I feel not one of my first, but it was the first time I ever really watched anything that was like, oh, this is how a Broadway musical is made. Right. Even exactly. though it's probably like, even though it is. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely dramatized and like oh, no. I don't know if this is actually completely true <laughs> accurate but, yeah. yeah it's weird I've heard from people in you know in the theater profession like parts of it are like very accurate where it's like that's exactly how that would go but then <laughs> you, have, you have the NBC plot lines where it's a little um a little more kooky mm-hmm. a little more <laughs> it's a, it's a soap o- it's a soap opera they have to they have to keep everyone on their toes every time oh yeah you know uh and when this episode we see a lot of theater cattiness from (laughs) the ensemble towards karen now as you've been you've been on the broadway stage how accurate is this vibe i know it's you know um my (laughs) my experience i never had something like that i was lucky i've been lucky to have some great experiences with cast members um i will say it can be um nerve-wracking coming into a group dynamic Mm -hmm. um that's already like established so i empathize with karen coming into this like broadway community (laughs) that is already everyone already knows each other everyone knows who slept with who Um, (laughs) yes they do and they tell her too (laughs) exactly um Oh man, you don't have to and, wait around for gossip in a play. Let me say that. Like, if you want to know some juice, like just like sit down anywhere. Um, truly, with at least yeah. three uh, female or gay dancers in a one spot, and you'll hear some tea. That's that's just the truth. Yeah. So so just, yeah. So, so like when I when I did prom, I was a little bit nervous about that, but the good thing was everyone's so welcoming and kind, especially like Beth Level and Chris Sieber and like all the the leads who I was like, oh my God, I grew up listening to the Spamalot cast album and Shrek the musical. And now I'm literally doing a musical number with Christopher Sieber right there. For me, it would be like, um, I used to watch you on the Olsen Twins sitcom that was a classic it only lasted a season but it was a classic how well, that season show is a classic i don't know yeah but that's that's like i'm pretty sure like they they made some jokes because his character is kind of based off of their all their characters are based off of them and so yeah, they yeah. do make a lot of like tv jokes <laughs> for his character and now yeah. he's like this like has been who everyone only knows me for this one character speaking of which i have not spoken to you since the motion picture the prom had come out what are what are just so you know take a second what were your thoughts on that i never got to ask you Uh, um i (laughs) i i i need to go back and rewatch it Mm -hmm. i and i thought the transfer from stage to screen Mm -hmm. 
was really well done. I actually I thought, enjoyed the movie. Like, I know it has problems, yeah. but I enjoyed it. Yeah, I think a there's a lot of joy. stuff. Yeah, there's a lot of things, like, specifically, like, location changes. Mm-hmm. And then, like, a little, we got a little bit more of, like, Emma's backstory with her grandmother. And we got a little bit more of Barry's backstory and, and Dee Dee's backstory um, that I really enjoyed that you obviously mm-hmm. don't have time for or the funds to like have all, all of these different characters <laughs> right. in a Broadway musical. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah. And I mean, it, it, I, I will say if you're a film person, I don't mm. know that you would have liked it as much because it is so much, so many of the things that make it what it is are yeah. so inherently musical theater. Oh yeah. Um, but if you're a musical person, I feel like if you're queer, um, it's hard to hate that well, movie. You know what I mean? I yeah. feel like there's a lot of energy that I saw people on Twitter just like dragging that movie as if it was just like the biggest piece of shit that ever it's come out. Funny because I saw the opposite because oh, I was really? I was okay. I was expecting to go to Twitter and see that, and I saw so many people mm. saying how yes, it's imperfect, mm-hmm. but I wish I had something like this when I was younger. Oh my God, yeah. I say that about most things. I'm like, could it be better? Yes, but we should all feel so privileged to have this much content. Like there was mm-hmm. a time where this wouldn't, I say even like mm, 10 years ago, absolutely this wouldn't have been made. And like on uh, a main on a mainstream platform with like- They would have made it all A-list about Meryl Streep and James yeah. Corden's character would have been like a very small supporting part. It would have been like, yeah. he's the supporting gay guy. Yeah. So- yeah. Though it was weird when I was watching it, as much as I love Nicole Kidman and I, I enjoyed watching her in the prom, I was like, oh, you know who they should have cast in that part? Is they should have called Kate Hudson. I was thinking like she would have been so oh, good in that part. You know she's who actually I was, a dancer. But you know who I think love Kate Hudson, but you know who I think would have been absolutely perfect? Oh. Jane Krakowski. Always oh, me and my roommate said that too. I was like, or her, or her. That literally is Jane Krakowski. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, like so much. And I guess I get they wanted, like, you know, obviously, if you can get Nicole Kidman, I get it. You're going to get Nicole Kidman. Mm -hmm. Um, But I was just surprised he didn't, you know, it's Ryan Murphy. He could have asked almost anyone and probably got them. Yeah. It's fine. But it was fun. (laughs) This is not a review of the prom, though. um, But uh, but I had, like, he was in the prom, everybody. I had to ask him. Um, (laughs) I wanted to hear from someone that was in the show. Like, what did you think? Because I feel like the opinion on that movie has been all over the map. Yeah. But should we dive into episode four, the, the cost of art? Let's go. Oh, man. Let's, I'm so excited. <laughs> I'm so excited. So the episode opens on the first day of rehearsal for the Maryland workshop. We're introduced to the new cast members played by Wesley Taylor and Leslie Odom Jr. What a flashback. And we're also introduced to the awkward tension between Julia and Michael Swift. Later, we learn that Eileen still needs $200,000 in investments to keep the production moving forward. And at rehearsal, we are introduced to another Maryland number. This one, Never Met a Wolf Who Didn't Love to Howl. It might have a shorter title. I just I just say the entire lyric. It's not it's not one of my it's it's a bop, but it's not one of my favorites of Yeah, it's like fine. It's a solid yeah. fine. It's not like it's not a let's be bad level. It's you know, but it's not a um Mr. and Mrs. Smith level either because I don't yeah. like Mr. and Mrs. Smith. It's, it's one of those numbers that I was like, this is cute, 
I mean, I mean, granted, a lot of these you're probably like, where exactly like would this fit in the show? Where would like this the be? actual show? How yeah. does this propel the plot forward? This one I was like, I really can't see like how this <laughs> fits in the show at all. Yeah, they're like, oh, um, this is her big um USO number. Oh, yeah, I'm like, right. USO number? Like what what? Oh my god, I don't know. Yeah. I can't. Uh, and later at rehearsal, Ivy confides to her friends that she wasn't aware that Karen would be in the show, and we start to see them perform or behave very icy towards her. Karen also happens to find out that Ivy is sleeping with Derek. So, yeah, we get all this drama with the ensemble towards poor... I mean, I'm not a Karen... Um, I'm Team Ivy, even though ugh, this episode makes it hard to be Team Ivy. Uh, but I'm like, damn, y'all, she's just in the ensemble. I'm not just in the ensemble. She's in the ensemble. Like, she was the other person up for the lead in the show. Like, but I don't think it's nuts that she's in the show. Like, like- if, if you got the role and if you felt like that confident about what you were bringing to the yeah. table for the role, then you should not be worried about what the girl behind you who was almost up like no you should be more focused on trying to do your best really and truly instead of focused on what someone else is doing my god also it just yeah the whole time i'm like especially her friends i'm like your friend got the part your friend is marilyn monroe in marilyn monroe the musical she's in the ensemble with you um like what it's just like there's so much in the show where like like late oh i guess i don't want to jump ahead but like it's stuff that just like it's commonplace things in the theater that in this show that's supposed to be about Broadway professionals, they act like shocked and like it's like it's a scandal at things that are very mm-hmm. commonplace. Mm-hmm. I don't get it. I don't know. Yeah. But later at lunch, Ivy talks to Tom about the situation with Karen and gives news about an old friend that's in town. Listen. I have a question, and I hope this is okay. You're my star. Anything's okay. How come nobody told me that Karen Cartwright was going to be in the ensemble? Oh, um, actually, it was Julia's idea. She wanted to give her something. She did work really hard on those auditions, and she is impressive. She completely is. (laughs) It just would have helped to have a heads up. Absolutely. My fault. So could you listen to the wolf number when we get back to it after lunch? She's just, she's right next to me and she's just a little bit loud. I'll take a listen. Oh, so did you hear that Lyle West is in town? (gasps) Lyle's in town. (laughs) God, I haven't seen him in forever. Derek is throwing a big birthday party for him this weekend. He discovered him, you know. (laughs) Yeah, so... Okay. We get this... Yeah, well, yes, thoughts. Media I was thoughts. just gonna say, this is a quick thing. <laughs> First thing I thought when watching this scene, mm-hmm. this is so unrealistic to have them eating lunch on a while they're doing a workshop right in Times Square. Like, that would never happen. I if always, you are a like, New York theater person, you know that you stay away from Times Square like it is the plague. Right. Um, yeah. <laughs> I was like, I get it. We need to, like, Look show Times us, Square. Exactly. <laughs> we need to show a location that our audience is somewhat familiar with. Oh, in no middle America, wants- they probably think they eat lunch in Times Square. Like, oh, they're so lucky. They probably get to eat lunch in Times Square. And you're like, no, no. <laughs> no. Most of the time you're bringing your own lunch. You're like 
in the little like lobby area of whichever studio space you're rehearsing at um or just going like right downstairs to like the deli on the corner yeah anytime i've been in a show if it's lunch break i usually would yeah bring food with me because you do not have that much time and i'm like i'm not gonna run all over the place run to a restaurant run to the busiest part of the city to have a quick salad with my with my gay bestie like i don't know it's just and what do you think about this whole business of her trying to get karen cut from the number again i'll say it again focus on your track focus on you ivy like you got the part i will say when they show the staging of that number though karen I feel like it makes no sense staging wise to stage her where they stage her in that number because there are shorter dancers like staged behind her. And I'm like, she would never be put there. Of like, course not. But yeah. they have to put this her there TV. for TV. Yeah. Drama, <laughs> drama <laughs> reasons. But especially like, 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 yes, I, I was about to say something. I don't know. I, I, my my opinion of Catherine mcphee has changed um, oh i mean yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. because of recent developments oh yeah um i was about to say during the time karen cartwright we 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 separate um love karen cartwright um but she is like feelings about Catherine in general i'm just like i don't think you're a bad person but i think you don't think about the big picture (laughs) yeah but you have like like broadway ensemble like regulars that are there and you're gonna not gonna put them in the front like she's opposite you'll notice i can't remember what number it is but she's opposite this other um woman it's when they have ivy in the front Mm -hmm. and right to her i guess like camera right yeah is karen and then there's a woman on this other side and the woman in the other side is actually debbie allen's daughter vivian nixon who's like in a lot of the episodes she's like one of the main three in the let's be bad like the beginning of let's be bad okay um only reason i know that because i did a show with her once upon a time so when the show first came on i was like oh my god vivian oh my god um but yeah and we get our introduction to wesley taylor entering the smash universe i (laughs) <laughs> I think Adam's family came up before this, I'm pretty sure. So I think I knew sense. who he was. But it's so funny, like going back and watching this, especially watching this now and seeing what where Leslie Yodem Jr. is now. Oh my god, yeah. Insanity. He's like and, a cat Academy Award nominee now. Like it's insane. Yeah. yeah. Like it's insane. Like I remember when he was just dude from Smash. I remember when he was in Hamilton. I'm like, oh from smash <laughs> you know i'm it's trying to so think crazy. i don't know what he did before he did something before smash and i feel like i knew maybe knew of him that way mm-hmm. yeah it was but, it probably what well, probably would have been uh he did know. a show called leap of faith that was like i think a mm. raw raul esparza uh yeah yeah yeah, uh, yeah yeah uh star turn thing <laughs> yeah um and I think Alan Menken might have done the music, but it oh, wasn't makes, very well, good. Well, that makes sense. Oh, yeah, yeah, it wasn't very good, but he well, had like, a, like supporting... a subpar Steve Martin movie. It's just like, yeah. like why did this happen? Yeah, I don't know. I remember Brooke Shields was in it, and I was like, ooh, that's not a good sign. Was she really? She was. Well, at least at one point, at one point, she was the female uh, romantic lead in it. I don't know if they recast her, maybe eventually, but at I... one point, she played it. And there are I clips of that. it, and I love her, but on that score, she sounds like 
painfully community theater level singer because like she's not much of she's not much of a vocalist like she's a you know yeah i'd like her in like chicago but like i don't need to hear you on a full ballad like it's not, not something i am like desperate to hear yeah yeah oh man well we also get told about this lyle west character who will be played by talk about another thing of like oh we're in the past is nick jonas who now is like mr hottie and i'm like you're a child oh god you were a child at one point he looks like a literal fetus in this it's so funny i was like because i remember at the beginning they when i was watching they had the credits and they were saying like guest starring nick jonas i was like i don't remember nick jonas being in this show And then I was like, oh, yes, I kind of do. Oh, my God. He looks like a baby. Oh, my God. He's making moves on Megan Hilty. But it's cute because he's precocious and 15. (laughs) I'm like, God, this is too much. Wait, he's not actually supposed to be 15, is he? I thought that was a joke. No, I think he's 15. He's supposed to be like a child star. He's supposed to be like, oh, this like young kid with all this money. No, I are you sure? I think so. I thought it was a joke. I thought they were joking, like, oh, you're still 15. I don't know. I think he's supposed to be, like, a child star. But then... Because they talk about him being in Oliver when he was eight, and they said that was, like, like eight years before. So maybe he's, like, six... I don't know. But I think he's supposed to... But then why is Megan Hilty saying, you can show me those bedrooms? I think she was trying to be like, I'll throw him a bone and just, like, pretend I'm flirting. I think... But she was trying to make... What's his name? Jealous? Oh, oh so it makes no sense. It didn't make sense then. It doesn't make sense now. I'm like, like, he's gonna be like, were you up there fucking that kid? Like, you know, like, what? Like... (laughs) Oh, God. I hope, I hope... That's a different show. I, I really hope for just that the show's sake no that he that it is a joke that he is 15 years old that he's actually like in his 20s but they just joke because he looks so young and that her mm. making moves on him even if it was to make uh Derek jealous is completely um legal see to me i was just getting more like i don't know how to describe this without offending maybe someone might be listening to this but like there's a certain theater gal energy (laughs) that I just you know Ivy those girls just like they want to have the attention for a second and like he is like this big I mean he's a big tv star and you know she's still up and coming she's like yeah I'll I'll flirt with this little kid I'm not gonna do anything it's a fucking child but like Mm -hmm. I'll stumble around the bedrooms I don't know just like weird just like weird and like what are you doing very what are you doing that's that's the energy i'm giving towards ivy i'm like oh sweetie i feel like it's all rooted in some kind of like patriarchal oppression of 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 women oh man Um, there's bad stuff i know i was like (laughs) i can't tell if we're like glorifying even even though we know we are highlighting that it's it's wrong, but like glorifying sleeping with creatives. Yeah, it's definitely. I mean, I guess like they, they I, I give the show props when I should give it props, and I do think it tries to go into the complexities of that. Especially the only thing that makes the show like honestly still watchable to me is knowing that in season two he gets called out for his bad behavior and like has to reckon with it. Yeah. I think if he had never had any repercussions i might be like oh i can't yeah <laughs> like, well, I mean, yeah that first episode where karen goes to his apartment i've brought this up again but like 
that was uh harrowing to watch it with the 2021 lens uh yeah. it's kind of sad that in yeah. 2012 like that was a and it is treated like that's what people do you, you, you know you fuck people that are creatives to get parts that happens all the time it's like oh god yikes yeah, yeah. well moving right along uh <laughs> We see Derek is hosting the birthday party for Lyle West, and he invites Tom, Ivy, and Julia to the party. And we are also introduced to another Maryland number, History is Made at Night, and this one I do like a lot. Mm-hmm. What, do you, what are your thoughts on history? I Another one that I was like, be, this is beautiful, but I don't... Here's my <laughs> like, here's my like... Nick, you really shouldn't be thinking about this too much because they literally just like wrote these numbers just to write these numbers and they didn't write it like, oh, this has to propel plot. Like you don't even ever see the full bombshell musical. But this was one of those that I was was like, I don't know what this does for the story. It's beautiful. Oh, it's just them like, we're in love and we're on stage. (laughs) We're dancing around, we're in love. I mean, especially that. I mean, talk about some of this uh, Joe DiMaggio stuff needs to be cut because there is just a lot of like first we're mr and mrs smith let's sing about how we're in love mr mrs smith we got this we have uh on lexington his solo yeah oh i love that song though yeah Uh, that does something you know why it's a theater number it's an actual theater number that's why it's so good like when the show's good it's good it's just like yeah it really like it really establishes like how he's feeling about like her being in the spotlight and her being objectified by all these men, but then also still trying to like, he's still asserting like ownership over her. Yeah. Um, And it's what leads him like, you see like the wheels turn for why he eventually broke up with her, blah, 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 Mm -hmm. blah. Like it's something. Yeah. Cause the thing with the show is they would write these songs like for every episode. So it's kind of pretty impressive that they're even as, consistently good as they are with how mm-hmm. quickly they wrote this material mm-hmm. um it's just funny you can tell especially yeah like early in the season but it's like oh we need a number that like works with the theme of the episode so like eh, you know um this one just has a ton i can't believe we got two new numbers in one in one episode yeah, yeah. it's wild to me Oh, man. Well, after Ivy mentions not being able to hear herself in the history number, Karen gets cut from it. (laughs) Overwhelmed, Karen storms off into the hallway to finally confront dancer Jessica and stand up for herself. How's it going in there? How do you think it's going? It's horrible. It's horrible. You guys are just horrible too whoa don't say whoa it's true she's trying to get me fired and you guys are like she's a hick she's from iowa i am just as good as any of you guys thank you it's true i am the same as you you were all beginners too and i'm good i could have done that i could have slept with him i could have he and i didn't and I wouldn't. And that doesn't make me st- stupid or lame or untalented. She should be trying to get me fired. And you should be trying to help me. Oh, Karen. Oh my God. Drag her thoughts. 
Um, first thought, this is like a, a side note. I really want to go and research who that actress is who plays Jessica. I know um, her. I think she was in a, was she in a chorus line? The revival? I don't think I so. From? No? I don't think so. Thought, maybe she, she was a replacement but I think she was a replacement not original okay. but like I think I saw a bootleg of her doing who was she I, that's, that's where I feel like I know her from I dance know. 10 looks three was she Val I don't think she was Val I think she was she looks know. like she could have been like a BB she might have been BB I think that's I'll, I didn't research just like, I should have researched just now I guess um, but I, I think I remember being like oh I know you yeah, yeah. She, she's fun yeah um I have been okay. referring to her as Dancer Jessica. It's just it's like her dancer, dancer Jessica. Jessica. <laughs> um, well, hold on. Something I I immediately was watching. I'm like, well, Dancer Jessica's not in this number either. Why is Guess Dancer not. Jessica not in this number? Maybe I, she's more of a dancer curious. than a singer, and so this more of a vocal true. number. But I I was curious. I'm like. Is she the only one not in this number? Are there anyone else not? Is What's there it? anyone else not in this number? Maybe Jessica know. went to the bathroom. I don't think that's what happened. <laughs> I feel like she's she's just got from the She she was she was she was too what, walking yeah, back too jumped. casually. Like, boop, boop, boop. She was, well, yeah, too casual oh, for hey, her to up? just be using the bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> right. um, but yeah, I mean, it is. I mean, it's it's like it's really shitty because she, like. Karen already feels like an outcast in this community. And now someone is who, something else I was like, Ivy, like (laughs) you're no Patty Lapone. Like, I don't know if you should have this much power. Like, (laughs) yes, you're playing Marilyn and yes, you're like kikiing and like everyone knows you, but I don't know if like you should have this much power. She's not irreplaceable. Especially exactly. with like, especially in a workshop level, I would be on my best. But yeah, she definitely. I forgot how hard she comes in swinging with the diva energy. Like, this is the first. Oh, just to point out, reminder, everybody, this is the first day. We are still on the first day of rehearsal. <laughs> she has already gotten Karen of cut. the workshop of the workshop, and she has had Karen cut from two numbers. I'm like, I'm like, bitch, I can't even. Oh, and also, there's one part I forgot to. Uh, I wanted to point out when they're rehearsing a number, and then Ivy's like, "Oh, the chorus just really loud." And then Wesley Taylor's like, "The ensemble." ensemble. <laughs> Like she's doing that thing where she's giggling while saying bitchy comments because yeah. as if that makes it sound any actually it makes her look psychotic is what it does. Yeah, and it 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 yeah it just <laughs> it caught I guess codifies her statements. I don't know if that's the right word to say, but yeah, it's I don't weird. know. It's just weird because yeah, like one yeah again you got the part like chill out like really and truly like you are the lead of the show you are the title character so like no one's gonna be looking at anyone than than you like it's just like so silly and also I don't know why she's so threatened by Karen like I guess it's more the mystery of like why are they so entranced by this girl maybe that's like the way Megan Hildy's trying to I know because 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 the thing is is like in all actuality, like all it always has been, like Megan Hilty 
was the most right for the role in in a reality undeniably she would be i mean granted she's megan hilty in reality so she would be a perfect marilyn um but even just physically like just like factually like voice yeah and voice like that's how i imagine marilyn like if Marilyn was like really, really singing, I imagine that like- As a musical that, like, version of Marilyn. Like, yeah. It, yeah, it's like a theater fantasy of Marilyn. Yeah, whereas like Catherine McPhee just has too poppy of a voice for me. Not that she did, she sounded great oh, whenever yeah. she would sing the stuff, but sure. <laughs> the just stuff. for my money, I would pay to see Megan Hiltzik slash Ivy Lynn. Would Even you, though well, she is a bitch. Well, you know, we do have our Maryland leaderboard where at any point you can give a point to either Karen or Ivy. I want to give out any points yet for the stuff we've seen so far. You know, I will. I'm going to give a sympathy point to mm-hmm. Karen. Okay, that's fair. Um, Because she works hard. She is the outsider. And Maryland was an outsider. Exactly. It's very Maryland. So I'm gonna give I'm gonna give it even though even though I was always Team Ivy I'm gonna, I'm gonna give a point to Karen. Okay, well, you know, and she needs it. She needs all the points she can get. So she fine. does, yeah. especially in this episode, honey. It's, she's struggling. But then, but then once once Bernadette Peters comes in, I started <sighs> have I started to have more sympathy for Megan. Oh, I think the mom character. Not to jump ahead, but like. When the mom comes in, it's like they're like, "Ugh, we need to get like some sympathy back on Ivy's side because she really builds up some um <laughs> some bad press, uh, yeah. bad press, bad bad image work. She's not doing great, not helping yeah. the image too much. But I just I know Ivy, you know what I mean? It's like it's a thing where, God, you're behaving horribly, but I'd be. <laughs> Like if this were a real situation where they really were like, I don't know, maybe we'll cast this six foot tall, you know. Well, it's also it's also frustrating. Like something interesting watching it back now, especially in this time we're in. Yeah. Um, it reminds me. Did you ever watch Feud, Betty and Joan? Did I watch it four times? Yes, I did. Yeah. <laughs> I need. I did. Ooh, I need to rewatch it. Um, but you're reminded of how frequently in the entertainment industry mm-hmm. men have been in control mm-hmm. of women's careers and have often caused discord in real i mean that was the oh, yeah. whole premise of a feud betty and joan it was like yeah. they wanted this feud for good press and it was all these it was all these men that were in control of everything when you're not realizing like like these women could have been great friends oh, yeah. um if you didn't do this to them so it's frustrating mm. that it's like ivy's not she's not making these choices i feel deep down because mm. she actually feels this way towards karen she's making it to protect herself and keep herself in good graces and she with... has some reason to think that she needs to do this like exactly she thinks like oh well i probably need to like uh, get rid of her a little bit so they like yeah I'm, this is all coming from like a fear-based place yeah you know and you're not afraid of something unless you've been like told about it or experienced it yeah it's fascinating like especially yeah female dynamics i feel like in recent years even like hollywood actresses i think a lot of this is like social media actually being a big thing but it's like all the women in hollywood finally like looked over each other and were like oh is this stuff happening to you too oh yeah, and then I'm like, hey, I heard you hate me. I've heard that you've like, hated me. Like, oh, no, I never didn't like you. Like, oh, I didn't dislike you either. 
Oh, because mm-hmm. like all these like feuds, I've been, like, feuds, quote unquote, I've gone forever are usually based on like nothing. Like I remember watching this thing where it was like Susan Sarandon on some talk show. And they're like, oh, did you and Julia Roberts have a have a thing on Stepmom when you made Stepmom? And Susan Sarandon was like, this was literally like based on nothing. This is not based on hmm. any facts. Like, I don't know where they even got this rumor from. And it was so fascinating because she talked about how like, yeah, like Julia Roberts thought that she hated her for like, years and then they were at some party and they Mm. were like seated either next to each other or near each other and they finally like unpacked that from like years of oh okay and it's just yeah i mean the industry is uh well as we known and continue to find out has been shit towards women for a very long time uh yeah not forever and one would say just forever and so this show is like a weird time capsule of like a time like it's so crazy this is 2012 this is not yeah. like that and like, it's less than 10 years ago that's what's yeah. cr- like wild yeah. wild to watch oh man well after the talk with dancer jessica karen does get taken under her wing with a couple of the other ensemble members and they pledge to give her a makeover and to whip her in shape um we do Come get on, a Brooke moment we do get a, a, mo- a moment where Karen is with them at um, the shopping for shoes. And they're like, oh, we have to get you into our class. And she's like, what kind of class? <laughs> like, dance class. <laughs> dance class, Karen. <laughs> oh, I man. know. I'm like, you went to school for musical theater. I... How do you not know a bunch like some of this? But it is. But it is. But I, I, I granted, I, I must. I have to like check myself because I do think that is somewhat like of a can be a privileged mindset depending on like where you went to school maybe came from or where you went to school um but it seems um, silly i will say that as a as going to school for musical theater i even for a year i don't know how you wouldn't at least context clues know like oh they must mean dance class like i just don't especially like yeah i can't remember I, I need to go back and watch the first few episodes t- to remember this, but I can't remember how long has she been in New York City and she, been like auditioning. She says that she's 24 at one point. So okay. maybe like two years, like, I don't know, like give I or mean, take. If Depending she's on if been she like, just went straight from, let's say she went to school in Iowa. Maybe she like stayed with her parents for a year after, like figured things out. Like, but she yeah. definitely seems like a novice. I mean, we definitely get told that from the beginning. Like, I haven't yeah. really booked anything. Yeah, but still, I'm like, if you're, <laughs> if you're in the world, then the world. you kind yeah. of like. And she seems, she seems to be a fast learner, and very like, <laughs> is like a sponge. So I'm they just say surprised like, some oh, of she's this stuff. She's trained, you know. Yeah, I'm just surprised like she hasn't learned some of this stuff yet no it doesn't make sense and that's why every week i roll my eyes at karen a little more but it's okay she's doing her best she's hanging in there she's hanging in there and this episode's good for karen because oh she goes through it yeah she does (laughs) oh man well later julia tells eileen that former child star lyle is now worth a ton of money which inspires eileen to attend the party also Back at Karen's apartment, the dancers finally let her know why she's struggling so hard. You know, what exactly is the problem? I think she's a wonderful dancer. Her dancing isn't the problem. It's actually fierce. It's not like all trained and perfect, but 
It's watchable. Watchable? I'm watching her, and I usually like to watch myself in the mirror. That's true. Ivy's the problem. Ivy's fine. The problem is you, Miss Artichoke Hart. Golden Sprout champion, and it was a great day for me, so don't make fun of it. Yeah, but you didn't sign up to be champion this time. That's Ivy's job. You signed up to be her backup singer. I'm trying. Oh my god, you are so not trying. Ladies, should we show her how it's done? Move this table, please. But Help I, me. I'm getting a show. You're getting a lesson. Uh, yep. We told you that we're in the same dance class. Now watch and learn. What are we doing? Rumor has it. Ooh, perfect. Lucky you. <laughs> Don't lose focus. Eyes out. Nobody's bigger than anybody. Nobody's out of line. Everybody's in. Thoughts on this combo? A lot's going on in this scene, I'll tell you that. Um, I mean, we had to simplify the space, so we had to do a, a, a cute, chintzy little combo. Yeah, um, yeah. But I will say, I don't know if this skill is taught as much. And the skill I'm talking about is like, um, not only like watching yourself and try to better yourself, mm -hmm. but watching your fellow ensemble members mm -hmm. and how to fit in with them, especially nowadays, like when we see so, I mean, not right now, I mean, somewhat because, right, right. Uh, um, <laughs> but like, in the before times, I used to love and I still the do before kind of, times. Um, watching like millennium dance studio videos, like all those, I don't like hip hop, like dance videos. Mm -hmm. um, but a lot of it now is more so about like stand out and 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 look fierce and like make it your own, give it your own flair, yeah. which is like great. And 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 that's what like I I've gotten and I've heard in dance classes as well but a skill and i can't remember when we really focused on this in my training um but it is a skill to be on point but not like be so extra and not be so under and really fit in exactly with the people next to you it was something i i, I learned early on mm -hmm. because my one of my dance teachers was in the london production of 42nd street the original Ooh. one Ooh. and that show is all about like you have to look and sound exactly yeah. like the person to your left and to your right and in front of you and behind you um so i will give it to her it is a hard skill um <laughs> i just think it's a very interesting combo to teach <laughs> yeah. this skill i'm like right. okay adele made her adele? way onto um smash i, I remember being like wow they're <laughs> doing adele music at the time um yeah it's funny like because i see it's i do like this scene in the way that it at least uh breaks down like what the hidden thoughts of these dancers are in a way it's like okay here's the deal like <laughs> Uh, Ivy's our friend. She's paid her dues. You technically haven't paid your dues yet. And also, you with, and I think they also are clear like, without probably you even meaning to, you are pulling too much focus because you are still performing as if you're trying to get a part and you're mm -hmm. part of an ensemble. Like, you're not there to be highlighted in that moment. Yeah. And yeah, like you said, like, that's a, 
that is definitely a skill that not all people in the theater have and i think i think sometimes people get it in their head like well i don't want to blend in too much because i want to show that i'm a star and it's like Mm -hmm. well sometimes yeah they say like it's like we i think yeah what's Tyler says like it, you didn't you didn't sign up to be a star this time you signed up yeah. to be in the ensemble and that is definitely and i get it, it's because there have been periods where i've done a lot of ensemble work and it definitely can feel a little not demoralizing but when you're when you're treated just like a body on stage for a while it can be a little a little well, tricky especially in like her case when she knows she can do the part. She was so right. close and to getting the part. Yeah. yeah. And she's like, she is trying to show like her capabilities and like work her way into this community. Yeah. But it is like also knowing your, not like, you know, you should know your place, but also know like, it's, it's nothing against you. It's just mm-hmm. like, this is what's needed to make it look the show look in the number look good. Right. Um, yeah. And I almost wish they had like, I guess it doesn't work for the show. I don't know. Like I wish they had made more of a point of like, yeah, Karen's not necessarily like appropriate for this part, but we called her back mainly to like check out more of her just for like knowledge sake, like for the future. Like, Oh, it's like, and that's so, that's such a thing like mm-hmm. of, of, um, just like in the industry of, of of it being like, we love you so much. We do not think you're right for this, but we want to see like, how do we work together? Because right. I want to find something for you in the future. I had this other thing that you may be right for. Yeah. Um, but like, that's like, something that yeah. she might not, she probably didn't know. No. And also I feel like it's pretty common. This is more for Ivy side of it. I feel like I hear about this very often where like the person who like the basically the person who almost got the part didn't get the part. It's very common for them to be hired as the understudy even sometimes because it's like, oh great, cool. And they're just a swing in the show or just whatever. And so it's not that weird. It's like not that weird to me that they cast her. It's mostly weird that Ivy's making such a, a thing out of it. I do yeah. love moment where dancer Jessica <laughs> clapped back at Karen. It's like Ivy's fine. <laughs> that was that was a lovely moment. Yeah. I mean, I yeah, again in the pager due sense, like I get that, but like Ivy, like you need to calm down a little, like stay in your lane, focus on your track, and let the creatives like teach newbie Karen yeah. how things are done. Do you think the dancers are are being too harsh on Karen or just the right amount of harsh? Like, do you think this is the, uh, um, I don't know because I, I, I think some amount of tough love is necessary. Mm -hmm. Um, I think the, the amount, the percentage wise, I think has changed since, um, we've been in this pandemic and since the industry is about to like change so much um, and so much, so much hurt, I feel like has been done in the name of tough love. Mm -hmm. Um, But I also know from my own personal experience, when I, when I do get a little bit of that, Mm -hmm. I see myself improve because I see the stakes get higher. Mm -hmm. Um, So 
I think they're I think they're going about it in the right way, especially yeah. for the time period. I think I think they're <laughs> so, going about it in the right well, way. Yeah, and also it's like I think from Karen's viewpoint, it's probably like, well, at least now they're talking to me like a person. Like even if mm-hmm. it's like tough love, at least they're saying like, okay. you've been doing this thing it's driving me crazy let me show you how to not do that like at least it's Mm -hmm. you're you're actually trying to fix something and you're not because god they were being so nasty to her like because there's so many little side comments it's one part where they're rehearsing music and leslie odom jr turns to kath mcveen like hey you have a really nice voice and then and she's like oh thanks and then he turns to west like oh did you hear he's like yeah i heard her (laughs) she's like so I was like, it's damn, fine. drag her, drag that girl, leave that girl alone. What's she done to you? What's oh she done to anyone? Like, what's, yeah, exactly. Like, what harm is it going to do? Just say, like, yeah, she sounded great. Even if you completely fake it. Like, right. also, but then there's like other stuff, like earlier when Tom, yeah, when they're having lunch, like, he's like, she is very impressive. And I'm like, why are you even saying that right now? Like, it's like not mm-hmm. the moment for that, Tom. Like in this conversation, do you think- Like who's me? trying to stir the pot now? Tom, gay Tom, <laughs> Christian Burl Tom. I can't even, oh man. Um, well, so then we head to the party for Lyle West where Eileen proposes that he buy a piece of art from her and put a small investment in the Maryland musical. He says he'll need to hear some music from the show to make sure it's any good. So then this is wild. Eileen then has Julia call Tom and Michael in at whatever time of night it's supposed to be. I think it's probably at least, at least 9, 9.30 at night. I don't know. I was, saying, I was thinking later. more like 11. I was if thinking not like later, 10, yeah, I mean, 11. It seems, it feels like, it feels like the mid phase of the party. It does not feel like it has like just started. Um, Which yeah. if it's theater people, it's like probably like 11 o'clock. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, has them come to the party to perform, an, okay, to perform a number and they perform Never Met a Wolf. Uh, Ivy knocks the socks off. Yeah, yeah. This, this scene is wild because it has one of my favorite tropes in musical just musicals actually mm-hmm. where it's like hey there's a band here you know there's a piano well hey guys i'm gonna play the piano and uh, just follow along follow along and suddenly and the entire everyone like, knows the song everyone knows it um we also see this is this is where it goes like oh this show's getting kooky she has eileen has julia call michael to come to the show now when i first saw this episode way back when it first aired i assumed they were going to do history is made at night i thought oh i see they're going to do history is made at night because why else would they call michael michael is not in the ensemble of the show so then they do never met a wolf that michael's not even in not even in and then also you've noticed there's a little like quartet of of dancers quote unquote behind ivy and it's uh it's a guy who is actually in the show who's like a a cater waiter at that party but other than him it is ellis the evil assistant it is deborah messing and michael is is bizarre and then it all ends with with nick jonas leaping up grabbing his guitar 
playing the guitar and singing lyrics that he is either adding in real time perfectly to beat or he just knows the lyrics i don't know it was like it was a whole wild moment i was like this is this is when the show started to go down a rabbit hole and okay so we're getting further away from a show about a broadway musical coming to broadway returning into glee this is a, it was a very glee scene that's what I'll it say. was it was and i something i'm thinking is i'm like <laughs> especially if i was michael i'd be like great what am i getting paid for this <laughs> bitch right and he's like that was fun i'm like how much am i getting like that is something but that's it's 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 interesting some that is something in the before times i could have i could see people like getting away with but now i'm like um that is like promotion for the show so what am i getting paid since you called me in the middle of the night yeah actors are like asking for money now where like it's wild that for so long i can think of so many things i did where i'm like well yeah, I'll come do that. I'll go do that. And it's like, no, like someone's getting paid. Someone's for getting so something. Long, for so long, the the payment, we've been told like the payment and we made ourselves believe it. Um, and I know I've had this conversation, especially with queer artists and performers. Well, I just know what you're going to say. exposure is the mm. payment. Like you experience. should be gra- like grateful that you get yeah. to tell your story, that you have the experience to do this. And I'm like, um, no, any little thing <laughs> that like, you producer you're my boss yeah. you were asking me to do something for the show i should be getting paid for that even if it was impromptu yeah you got to figure that out and to so. be like to say to a performer like well you're getting paid with experience so that one day you'll be more legit legit it's like or you could pay me today and i would be legit because i mm-hmm. am a performer and you could stop acting like i'm a volunteer who's here to earn enough points to be really in the industry like you know what i mean yeah. like it's it's so so stupid yeah but i digress um the numbers fun i ivy's a hoot uh, oh also another detail of the episode i didn't feel like spending too much time on it but it i guess in the grand scheme of the season it plays into effect but we do see tom go on a first date with a uh handsome if not like slightly dull a lawyer that his mom mm-hmm. set him up with thoughts on this guy i, I was kind of like Ugh. he was cute but i like i like the yeah. i like the moment where they were like he was like i acknowledge like i'm boring my life is boring compared to yours and like they had this little moment yeah. and i can't remember like what happens with him afterwards i know like not gonna spoil anything but he has gets in another spoil, relationship year old show <laughs> Yeah, I mean, we spend a little more time with him. It's the only reason I'm like, Ugh, I guess I should mention him. He does stick around. But yeah, yeah. I love when it's like, sorry, I'm so boring. <laughs> I can hear how boring I sound. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> like, like, it's so weird that like Tom's so like charmed by, I mean, her thing is very hot. Okay. But I also, I, I also feel like it's such a, like, I'm not gonna say it's a stereotypical thing, but I've also, I just feel like I've heard this device used of, in like some kind of like musical theater New York setting of like the mom like the mom of like the gay son setting her son up with some oh, sure. guy that she's like oh it's gonna be oh it's gonna be perfect for each other and he's he's very handsome well, yeah I know they definitely like make that. him they did a good job of casting an actor that was attractive enough to make us get past his personality mm-hmm. because yikes I was like well you're 
I just I'm so weird. Like that guy's hot. Don't get me wrong, but I need some personality. I need, you make me laugh. I want to. You need to make me giggle. Well, um, especially in like in in the performing arts when every there's so, like a lot. And I'm gonna have to say everyone, <laughs> but a lot of people. And not when I say not everyone, not saying not having personality <laughs> is a bad thing, but you have <laughs> a lot of like extra over the top mm. like like extroverted people yes even like introverts like i'm such an introvert but even like i i turn it on if i'm in like the right setting or if i'm in a party i'm an um, yeah i'm an extroverted introvert where like i i as myself i'm generally quiet but if i'm at a party with like a few friends that i like enjoy like key keying with like i can mm-hmm. be loud like i can yeah. definitely be loud yeah, yeah. And I, yeah, I definitely think there is something to, I, I've struggled with this. This is a very real thing where I feel like sometimes I go on dates with people and they're probably a perfectly nice person, but for whatever reason, they just don't excite me with their personality. Mm-hmm. And they're, and I, I always feel like so bad because I'm like, well, they're nice. Like they're nice. They're cute. Like what's the, what's the big deal? But like, I can't get past, you gotta make me at least laugh. I'm mm-hmm. not saying you have to have like the most interesting job in the world or whatever. Like you don't have to, you know, impress me in some way, but I just want to, I like laugh. Even if like it's unintentional laughter where like, mm-hmm. like they're so like kooky and like goofy that they make me laugh. But like I, this, yeah, this guy was not for me. Yeah. I've already forgotten his name. I don't remember I just, his name either. I'm what like, is what it? Was it? Did what I? Was it I didn't they, write it down. They definitely told us his name, but I definitely didn't. I I have Tom's date written down in my notes. Oh man. Well, while at the party, we also see Ivy notice Derek flirting with another woman, and after things quiet down later, she finally confronts him about what she saw. Hey, Where are you going? Don't bother. I saw you, Derek. Show me what? With that woman. I saw you. Everybody saw you. Show me what? Flirting? Your hand was on her ass. Ivy. Everyone at this party is a potential investor, okay? So, yeah. I am going to flirt and I'm going to put my hand on the asses of pretty women if it makes them feel that our show is the one they want to throw millions of dollars at. It's meaningless. How come you didn't tell me you cast Karen? She didn't get the part. You did. They loved you tonight. This is who you are now. Get used to it. This show means everything to me. I just want to feel safe. Then go back to the chorus. There's nothing safe about being a star. <laughs> that line, I when he said that line, I'm like that's going in the clip because that wild line. Oh my god! I there's mean, nothing safe about being a star. <laughs> I mean, that scene is. Oh, there's a lot to unpack in this. Literally, everything that needs to go with the industry. Um, yeah. yeah. Like, oh, I was like. I almost was like, oh, should I, ugh, should I play part of this? But it's also like, well, this is this. I mean, like, and like you said, it it wasn't that long ago, eight and years. Eight I would years ago, like, and I, <laughs> the first word that comes to mind, but I feel so old when I say this. Oh, I would same. gander to say, that, I would gander to say, like, right before 
probably still like right now mm-hmm. you still have i mean i could imagine especially now when you have people that are like so many actors that are out of work and are mm-hmm. like i i'm holding this thing over you i mean hopefully Ugh. that's not happening but um i'd hope not but it's also it'd be the prime time to do that yeah for people that are gross um <clears throat> yeah and it's weird he like talks about like yeah, I'm going to put my hand on women's asses and it's meaningless. I'm like, I don't think that's meaningless. That it that is so it's so he just like he's a, he lays back and is like this is how who I am. Yeah. This is how I work. This is how things are. You need to get used to it. Instead of her being like, but why does it have to be like yeah. this? Yeah. Like I actually would love to see, I, I know they've talked about like how the whole team pretty much wants to do it. I would love to see a season three of Smash like in the current climate and see like how things have changed since like, yeah, even eight years ago. Mm-hmm. It'd actually be a really easy show to like reboot because all you have to do is like just have Tom and Julia be writing some new musical and well, like, they- you know. I mean, I, we I know there was say, a musical coming. No spoiler. Last episode, I remember they were like, I was we're so going to make Great Gatsby the musical. I was so excited. I was so excited. Well, they probably had like a whole, like they were already with like a basic outline of what season three was going to be. And then it just got canceled. And so they're like, mm-hmm. nah, never mind. <laughs> they probably like added the Great Gatsby just in case they were like, in case they changed their minds. And Great Gatsby entered into the public domain this year. So mm. they could do it not have to worry about all the right stuff oh man give me a break yeah uh yeah derek is just such a gross character but especially it was he was gross then but it's even worse now because it's just like i just don't obviously people do whatever you want i know it's complexities and some people actually do fall in love with people they're working with in the theater but in this particular case like I'm not saying she maybe didn't also find him attractive and wanted to sleep with him, but it just becomes like weird, ugh, like a weird little game they're playing all the time, where like mm-hmm. he'll like you know n- like neg her or something, and suddenly she's like, oh god, does that mean I'm gonna get fired from the show? And it's like you shouldn't be thinking about those types of things with yeah. either a your boss or b your boyfriend, and you're now like merge the two and that's why it's always so mm-hmm. but i think such a bad idea I've, actually i've never even had like a show romance like even with like a cast member that somehow never happened to me i've like flirted with someone on a show a couple times but i've never had like a full fling mm-hmm. just because i just i i don't know i think it would be too weird i think because if things go wrong then suddenly you're adding that whole energy into the situation yeah I think it just, I think it's just for me that always depended on, um, and st- like if, if, um, like what the, I mean, if it is your co-star, yeah. like if like your, I don't know, Marilyn Monroe and, yeah. and it's with Joe DiMaggio, then I mean, maybe it could work because their relationship doesn't work out, but still it is right. kind of like, especially if it's like director, actor. Yes. Oh, also I wouldn't want like and people know like you know like the, almost everyone knows they're like you know sleeping with each other i just want i wouldn't want people to know my shit mm-hmm. i don't know especially with especially with a director because then of course how is the conversation not gonna turn to like 
oh well is that why they got that part because they were mm-hmm. sleeping with them like it's just for my own ego i don't want that I'm like yeah. no i'm an actor mm-hmm. i'm a i'm a professional yeah yeah uh do you think it's true that she should go back to the chorus <laughs> i love that go back to the chorus then it's like yeah it's not easy you're too be- good for the chorus ivy yeah god um, we, this girl's just getting thrown all over the place i mean no she's she's <laughs> ivy lynn but she's megan hilty so she's megan hilty megan hilty I have another qualm about this show. They always did the like an introducing Catherine McPhee. And I'm like, why didn't Megan Hilty get an introducing credit as well? I can't remember. She must have done some TV thing beforehand. I thought she didn't have anything. That's usually why they don't do the introducing. Um, I mean, it should have been like introducing all of them because they're all, I mean, not all of them, but a lot of them. All of them are like Broadway predominantly broadway people it's like people like we were like people like us were excited about but like mm-hmm. middle america wasn't like oh my god that's that's so and so um and like real bro i mean i feel like i'm like a broadway nerd but like real broadway nerds where they're like oh that's well you like that's yeah <laughs> in the on- like even in the ensemble yeah of people that don't have lines and you're just mm-hmm. like oh that's so and so yeah it's crazy well, that's, that pretty much is like it for the episode. We do end with, okay, so this is another thing. Karen, they go to a bar to perform their little number that she learns with all the dancers. And mm-hmm. they start off just doing their their dance. But then, and I feel like this kind of just like undermines the entire point of this exercise and moment. They then like turn down the lights and hit a spotlight on Karen. Mm-hmm. And she starts singing the Adele song. And then she becomes, yeah, like, downstage singing they're dancing behind her i that was a weird choice yeah it just I, think like it was, it, I think it was just uh just for shits and giggles choice and to, to let her sing for a second like i get it yeah but it's like it, it, especially with like the whole point of that whole section of the episode it just seemed like oh so you still haven't like you're not performing like the rest of us it's, it's like weird thing. let's highlight her let's make sure mm-hmm. she's highlighted though let, let people remember she's a star she's a star because uh, at first i thought maybe it was like a fantasy moment where she was like but what about me but then mm-hmm. no i think it's reality <laughs> yeah the dj he just really wanted to drop that spotlight on her like uh he was and and drop out the adele lyrics yeah I was like, because up on. until then adele was singing and then somehow he had a track that at that Perfect exact track. moment yeah Adele yeah. cuts out and Catherine McPhee cuts in. Or maybe her voice is so interesting that like we weren't paying attention to Adele anymore. We were paying attention to Catherine McPhee. I don't think no. that was not it. That's not it. Know. To make it clear, that's not it. I don't know. Man, choices. Choice definite choices. Uh well, we have reached the end of the cost of art. We've, you know, uh poor Karen has gone through a lot. I, uh, you know, Ivy's just still dealing with Derek. At this point, I was like, can you, like, how long is this Derek plotline going to get dragged out? Because, yikes. Um, are there any other points you would like to award uh, on the Maryland leaderboard before we close things out? I, or, or, or are you sad? I think I'm, I'm good with, I'm good with the sympathy point okay. for, for Karen. Okay. Cool. She, I mean, I think she de- deserves it. She's, she's working hard. She's, she's, working she's just, she's just trying to get by um she just wants to she just wants to be a star and let her be a star yeah please <laughs> let me be your star exactly. and then don't forget me please <laughs> take care and don't forget me yes yes 
<laughs> that was some, okay this is like a side thing but something else where i was like this show i don't they would have to do a big overhaul there is no actress alive that could sing every single one of these songs eight shows a week oh megan hilty said that she's like everyone's like would you do Marilyn on broadway she's like uh in theory yeah but like not the show that the show wrote because it's it's like eight ballads. Like it's like there's and like scrolling. Like, you know? like the amount that it would have to like the amount of numbers that would be lost and like oh new God. ones you would have to have and the, like the complete like rework that you would have to do with the yeah. pre-existing numbers. Like, like yeah, like whatever. Like her being up for a Tony for this later down the show's path. I'm like, of course she would. I feel like everyone would be like fuck like did you go see the maryland show yeah god she has like 15 numbers i know like, and know? they're just her <laughs> exactly like she has four 11 o'clock numbers like wow they really want her to win a tony <laughs> that's the other thing i'm like my god where's the 11 o'clock number i like, thought it was moving this one, the line this could one. Have, like moving the line could have been the finale like that could have been the 11 o'clock number but then you have don't forget me you also have like uh uh second uh second secondhand white baby grand. grand i mean there's so fucking you have you have what you would do at the beginning of act two the the cut print moving on moving on you have public relations like there's mm-hmm. others oh, you have let me be your star i can't even that's a, that's the start wow well wow. before i close things out i also have every week i have a karen moment of the week which is just a moment where karen made me go Ugh, oh karen and so with that, we go back to the rehearsal space where Karen oh. asked this question of dancer Jessica. Hey, when you do this in the theater, the number's still there? Yes, Iowa, the numbers are still there in the theater. Okay, I've just never done this. We know. <laughs> we know. We, we know. <laughs> Again, like, that feels kind of, like, V-accurate to, like... Unfortunately, the theater... It's either very supportive and very loving and very like, oh, this is why we love the theater. But then I also have seen the bitchiest people. And it's like, so like, how do you not know this? Like, <laughs> what art school did you go to? And I'm even like, guilty of not maybe like this aggressive, but like I've definitely done shows with people where it's just like, I don't have time to answer questions. And I'm like, oh God. I usually apologize later because I'm not a monster, but like I am like, oh, I'm guilty of like being annoyed at karen's of the world like this yeah unfortunately but i will i will say i i don't think it was in until college that i first experienced um the number line oh really yeah i did not have that in dance class going up i did not have that in high Mm. school theater so it wasn't really until college i'm pretty sure that i was like oh this is a thing Actually, I think Great. the only reason I knew about it, and I guess it's just like I was just lucky enough to work with someone that was like, hey, a piece of whatever. I was doing a production of Fiddler on the Roof. It was like a community theater production of Fiddler on the Roof. But the guy who was choreographing it was like one of the original dancers from like Fiddler on the Roof on Broadway. Hmm. So he like was teaching us all like bottle dance and like, you know, the Jerome's Robin, Jerome Robin's choreography. And he would like, he like put the tape down on the floor and we're like what's that like that way you always know you're in the 11 plane or you're blah 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 so like i guess so to me i'm like yeah i learned that in (laughs) whatever however old i was um i guess yeah i don't know i'm still gonna let it be the camera of the week only because 
her Jessica dancer Jessica's clapback. <laughs> she is yes, the energy. Of, she is the we energy know. of the segment. <laughs> Well, this has been a ton of fun. This show is truly wild. The show yeah. is, it's such a specific level of crazy where it's like, I still watch it and I still like really enjoy it. Because it's still, it. it's still like, I mean, why I loved it in the first place, like there aren't a lot of, a lot of people don't know what goes behind the scenes in the making of no. a musical, especially like on the side of, the producer, the director, the act, the uh, composer, lyricist. I'm actually like executive producing a new musical right now that we're like in early stages of development. Oh, um, is it about that, Marilyn Monroe? It's not about Marilyn Monroe. Is um, it The Great Gatsby? It's not The Great Gatsby. Okay, it's yeah, something yeah. else that I can't say yet. Is it Hit List? Um, <laughs> it's not Hit List. Um, but I'll say it is it is it is new, it is queer, and I'm very excited about it. Love that. Um, Love all of that. But it's it's such a different, it's such a different beast, especially being a producer <laughs> where I'm not actually creating anything. I'm just like, I have this idea director friend, I think you should direct it. Playwright friend, I think you should write it okay, we don't know any composer lyricist. Let's do a search for that. And being the right. person that's kind of creating the team and laying out the timeline yeah. and being like, here's what we need by this deadline. Here's what we need by that deadline. Um, it's funny to be like, I have an idea. I have an idea. <laughs> no, I have an idea. <laughs> that's what it is. Uh, but like me, like I always feel like I have ideas, but I'm not a writer. Like I am like, I'm not a writer. I wish I was. Uh, I mean, I always say that, like, I, 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 I guess I'm not not a writer, but I, just, I don't think there are better writers than me that yeah. could do it better. And there's and, some story, yeah. There's like some stories, like for this one, I'm like, I could try and write it, but mm -hmm. this is where I feel I would best be of service in creating yeah. this show, um, and kind of like spearheading, but then mm -hmm. allowing someone else who went to like got their masters in. <laughs> playwriting well, and, and got the masters in directing oh like how many like movies or plays wherever do you see like story credit but then the writers are like not the same it's because like yeah like a lot of people can have an idea like and you need an idea like, yeah idea i mean that's is, what happened that's needed. what happened with the prom um there oh really was a, a guy oh god i can't remember his I'll name come back to the prom but <laughs> he he's like a, a reputable broadway producer but he had the idea sold his idea to um uh uh i believe the writers matt sklar oh my god why am i blanking on the i'm horrible i'm blanking on the names um but Is all the writers of the prom and then casey nicola got involved and then they yeah. sold it to um or then they brought it to to this woman dory berenstein um who was one of like head producers of the show but mm -hmm. And then he got he got like credit he got credited everywhere. It's on the poster. Um, he apparently got a good amount of like a good sum of money from the movie. Hell yeah, hell yeah. Um, so, so yeah, love that. Yeah. Well, Nick, thank you so much for dropping by to go into all things Smash. Would you like to let the listeners know where they can support you online? Anything you want to plug? Yes. Um, 
I'll first plug my regular social media. My Instagram is at Nicholas E77. That's at N-I-C-K-O-L-A-S-E-77. Um, because my full name is Nicholas. And when Instagram was just a wee little social media, <laughs> I was like, doesn't matter what I call myself. And oh, yeah. I just haven't changed it. Um and then you can also follow my podcast at queer.queries. That's queries double E, not query single E, because query single E is straight, not gay. <laughs> um, thank you very much. Came up with that with self. Um, I did buy a Liza Manelli wig recently. Ha, yes. Um, and I'm actually like planning for or trying to plan for season two of my show right now. So if you haven't listened already, catch up on season one and come Pride Month, you will have a season oh. two. Oh my god! Is that when you're premiering the second season? Yeah, some <gasps> point in Pride Month, but Exciting. yeah, yeah. Well, thank you so much for dropping by. Thank and you. I love yeah. this. Might have to bring you back for more Smash. I, I mean, I'm probably gonna go. Re- I need to rewatch the whole thing now. So, <laughs> um, let me know if you do season two. Oh my god, season oh, two. Oh, we'll be doing season two. I mean, when eventually. Get, yeah, yeah. What's this? Yeah. Oh, what it's what's the musical? Hit list. New, hit list. That's where you said hit list. And Krista Rodriguez and Andy Mientos oh. and Jeremy Jordan oh, and Jennifer two, Hudson. Season two. I mean, season one's wild, but when you watch season two, you realize how good uh, season one is in comparison because it's a, it just gets wild. It gets yeah. insanity, but yeah, getting ahead of ourselves. Well, all right, everyone, that concludes TV Tuesdays for this week. Be sure to tune in again next week for episode five, Let's Be Bad, which uh, features one of the best musical numbers of, I think, the entire first season. So amazing. But I just want to give another big thank you to Nick for dropping by the show. I'm sure he will be back to talk about more Smash, because there is much more discussion to be had about these characters. But for everyone, I hope that you have a fabulous week, and I hope that you will drop back here on Friday for Film Fridays, where I am continuing my journey through the Nightmare on Elm Street film series with my special guest co-host, Devin Ray. And this Friday, we are covering Nightmare on Elm Street 4. Uh, the the dream child? Yeah, the dream... Wait, no. <laughs> dream Master. Oh my god, I get all the numbers confused. Nightmare on Elm Street 4. The, the Dream Master? I should know these things. But it is what it is. Anyway, we're having a fun time on those rewatches because the Nightmare on Elm Street movies are such a time capsule of the 80s, and specifically 80s horror, in a way that is truly wild. So I hope you all come back and join all that fun, and of course, like I said, be back here next week for another edition of TV Tuesdays. We'll be going through episode 5, Let's Be Bad. I have been your host, Zachary Landolt. Thank you for dropping by In Another World, a pop culture podcast, and I will see you here next time. Bye, everybody. Bye.